Hi, welcome to Highly Social. I'm your host, Mike Eaton. Today, we're joined by the man who is being the SAS Master General last episode. Uh, he's going to be joining us behind the scenes, uh, giving a shit. But it's the wonderful Darian Irwin. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello, everyone. Darian. Yeah. What is going on? Uh, there's a war in the Ukraine. <laughs> Not important. Uh, more importantly... Uh, we're here, yeah, now doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, now <laughs> doing the it. podcast. So last time you were you you hated the podcast so much that you looked up ideas for how to make it a better podcast. No, I didn't. No, yeah, that's you were not giving us numbers and made us try and be better. Okay, <laughs> okay. I don't remember, but the, but uh, it wasn't because I thought. I thought it wasn't because I thought the podcast was bad. Oh, what was it for then? I don't remember how that came about, you, but it wasn't. You just searched it of your own volition. I, I thought it would be a funny thing to do. It ended up working out. Yeah, I it thought. was very Yeah, funny. yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the point of view ones. Those were my favorites. What, are the, what does that mean? We, we were the the point of view of like a person in Bug's life. Yeah, that's good. Ah, ants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, uh, Dylan's the best. We, uh, we've had uh, a lot of fun times together. Mm-hmm. Um, Over the years? We met last year. Mm-hmm. When you moved here, and we did a show together at the Bianca's show at uh, Native Hostel. Is that where we met? I think so. I think you're right. I haven't even thought about that. I'm that pretty sure that we met. met because you walked in, and I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not going to be the biggest person yeah. in this tiny room yeah. of this fucking couch hell. Yeah. Well, the thing that sucks about Native Hostel, too, is everyone's like... Super good looking. So like so fucking hot. It's so annoying. It's the only place I'm more uncomfortable than inside a Whole Foods. You know what I mean? Is in Native Hostel. Oh, I feel at home in a Whole Foods. Really? Yeah, because I'm the kind of fat they like there. This isn't McDonald's fat. Like this is yeah, yeah, butter yeah, fat. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they yeah, see me yeah. and they're like, I wonder what he's getting here. That's why I used to say to Trey, the difference between me and him is he got fat at McDonald's and I got fat at the steakhouse. Yeah. 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 It makes a difference. It does make a huge difference. It's a huge body composition difference in the kind of fat. Well, I also just think it's a huge energy difference in the type of person that you are. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, and don't get me wrong. You can't get here without throwing some fast food at it. But, like, it I would never choose that. You'd never choose fast, fast food? Yeah, if I have an option of where I'm going to eat, I would never choose fast food. Depends on the fast food. Okay. I was talking to Nick from Vulcan, and he's never eaten P. Terry's. And then he said it to me like I was crazy for him never having P. Terry's. And I was like, I, it's like, or he said, he, I guess he had never had In-N-Out either or whatever. And he's wow. like, I don't eat fast food like that, man, because, you know, he grew up with money and shit like that. And yeah. it's just like, but I don't think of it like... Like, it makes sense that you've never been to an Applebee's, but, like, everyone eats In-N-Out. Uh, so... Dude, if you go to an, if you go to an In-N-Out in L.A., mostly the people there are, like, upper middle class. No. You don't think so? No. Which one? Because... That's a good, that's a good point. Go All right, that's a good point. Sunset. That's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets a little oh, dicey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's you fine. You go to the In-N-Out out by where I lived in Azusa. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. What is Azusa? It's right... Dude, so I... I swear to God, I have, like, the luckiest fucking life in the world. So when I moved to L.A., my you buddy, shout out Cole you don't Strange. fucking say. I dude. love Cole so much. But Cole, I met, he's a loan officer, and he had a home in Azusa, mm-hmm. which is close to where he grew up, grew up in Glendale, mm-hmm. which is where Tony Robbins is from. Glendale. But it's like the, or, no, I'm sorry, not Glendale, Glendora. 
Glendale is where all the I remember the Glendale Galleria. That's where the Armenians are. Glendora is the rich white suburb with all these houses and mansions in the hills. And it's fucking beautiful. So I I moved into this house. I had great rent. I had awesome roommates. But there was an In-N-Out close by. And it was just college kids from uh, Azusa Pacific University. And then Azusa, a long time ago, had like a bunch of, and kind of that area, had a bunch of Mexican gangs. And they ran all of the black people out. Cool. And they got rid of all of the black people in that area. <laughs> okay. Whoa. But they ran all the black people out in that yeah. area. So there's this weird culture clash of like rich white people and Mexican gang members and mm-hmm. then just a bunch of working class people. Mm-hmm. So like when I first moved there, I'm like, oh, this is the small town I live in. I'm 45 minutes from downtown in yeah. West Hollywood. Yeah. I should find a bar yeah. that I can go hang out at. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a place that serves liquor and there's a little bar that's like a mile from my house. Yeah. And it's by the Target. So I'm like, oh, this will be perfect. You know, so I walk over there and I walk in and it's just like, I don't want to say banditos, but they were Mexican guys with scarves on their heads and leather jackets. And they all looked at me like I just walked into the worst place I could be. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I was, was going to grab a drink. No. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> just left. And then I told Cole about it. He's like, yeah, that's like where they sell their Coke. Don't go in there. You'll yeah, die. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I grew up, I was, I lived in Sunland, Tahunga. You know where that is? Uh-uh. Like Foothills Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Fucking Lacanada. Yacht, like west of uh, Lacanada. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I remember. La Canada. I, I La Canada. I remember once. One time, I was in the, in the back of an Uber, uh-huh. and somebody had asked, he was he was just trying to make small talk with me or whatever, and he asked me like uh, I had mentioned that I had lived in L. A. when I was younger, and uh, he said where in L. A. and I said Sunland Tahunga, and he goes nice, nice, yeah, I like Sunland, man, nice town, nice white town. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I thought this changed everything very quickly. With that one word. Yeah. It was interesting. And I had not even known that it was a nice white town at the time. I was unaware that it was a it was Redneckville there. Yeah. But I guess so. I'm not I actually haven't even confirmed that that since then. Yeah. He may have just been it may be all Mexicans there. He may have just said that. He may have just been a racist guy. That would be that, cool. That is actually that would be that would be funny if it if it, if it's like it is a Mexican ghetto, but that's just how he yeah. described it just Oh, frog town. Nice yeah. white area. <laughs> nice white area. Yeah. <laughs> what? Dude, I really genuinely love Mexican culture so mm. much more than the amalgamation of white cultures. Like, suburb white, it has, like, a specific culture to it where you hang out at the mall and you go see movies. Yeah. But, like, the when I got to L.A. and, like, was introduced to actual, like, Mexican culture, going to a bar where I'm the only white guy and drinking micheladas where they put big fucking shrimps in them. yeah. And it gets the end of the night, and people start going, hey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you guys fucking rule. Yeah, yeah. And they're all fucking so nice. And none of them are ever like, get out of here. You're invading my culture. Stop. Like, don't dance. Or like, no, like, very, inviting, very inviting. Very inviting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, do you want to try this? My, like, dad is, my dad has actually talked to He's talked about this at length before, like the similarities. Because I'm, I'm half Irish, half Mexican. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it's really similar to Irish culture of mm. like drinking and partying and camaraderie and family and dancing and, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. It's all like, it's almost like exactly, exactly the same. And yeah, you're right. Very, very inviting welcoming yeah yeah I, as it should be the irish culture is very i didn't even think about that mm-hmm. it's like very similar nice yeah. yeah yeah 
We went for a month because we found out this is a fucking bougie sentence. We had a, we found out we had a family castle because <laughs> one of my ancestors down the line in my dad's family was like what? the king of Ireland at one point. So we have a family castle. So my dad, and this is when like his rich phase. So it's like, <laughs> I know, I know. This is a sentence that shouldn't exist. <laughs> you have a family castle. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh like medieval like yeah. like cat like I've got pictures of it. Yeah. I'll yeah, show yeah. Um wow. So we go over to see it, but we spent the first two weeks in Dublin. I know, this was the fucking So we go to Dublin <laughs> and Goddamn Prince is on probation, I'm, dude. I think I'm sixteen <laughs> at the time. And I have a like really nice wool Ralph Lauren sweater. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. <laughs> no, a nice Ralph Lauren sweater is called Ralph Lauren. <laughs> that's, that's, but, if you want to describe it correctly. But it, it's also, like, just the dumbest thing you could wear. It has a huge American flag. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, really? It's a, like, beige sweater with a huge American flag. And after uh, my dad and stepmom and sister have gone to bed, I was like, hey, can I just wander around and check out the city by myself, knowing I can drink here? So I go out and I go into a bar, pub, whatever. Right. And I, dude, I don't know anything about booze except for movie stuff. And I was like, I'll have a pint of Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, of course you will. Lad. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking pours it up. And, and I drink it like, oh, it's fucking, <laughs> oh, it's fucking so gross. But I don't want to, I don't want them to know that. So I'm just yeah. like, slow sips, it's good, you know. And people are singing and having fun. Yeah. And then at one point, this guy, the thing I noticed that the stereotype of, like, the super drunk Irishman, yeah. their nose and their chin almost touch. Cool, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just, like, yeah. the facial feature there. So there's a lot of them where they're, like, really old and they're, like, just this much clearance. Right. And that's, like, a max level. My favorite is Irish the videos drunk. of, like, super Irish or super Scottish people speaking English and it does not sound like English at all. That's this guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Ever, yeah. He's like, <laughs> and like, I'd pick out a word and be like, no, that's good. <laughs> cool. And I'm trying to keep to myself and just observe. And I guess he picked up on that and saw the flag. So he starts yelling and it's getting aggressive, but yeah. none of it is getting clear. Yeah. <laughs> and then another guy goes, fuck all. And, and so then they're yelling at each other. Oh, no. And then that guy goes to pick up his stool, and the dude just breaks a glass on his head. <laughs> so fight breaks out, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is so cool. And I go, like, to get out of the way, because also, yeah. they're men. Right. I'm, I'm 16, and even though I'm like, I was way too arrogant because of the football Yeah, also, also, they live there, they don't even have castles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, you know, like, there's a lot of mixed things going on. But I'm like, oh, man, I should, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And from fucking nowhere, someone over here just smashes a chair into my fucking knee. <laughs> I just eat shit on the ground. And I'm like, fucking, nope. <laughs> I just sprint out and I leave. And I get up to the, like, the real, castle. Like, the really nice hotel we're staying at in Dublin. And I walk in. No, I believe it's called a castle. <laughs> and I'm out of breath, and I stink like a fucking bar. Yeah, yeah. And my dad, who's like a recovering alcoholic and definitely knows what booze smells like, goes, right. where have you been? I go, I slipped in the rain. <laughs> yeah, right. Let it go. Yeah, it, yeah, really? He was just like, cool. Oh, you're in Ireland. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do?
Yeah, we found the castle. It was cool. Yeah. Was it cool? Yeah. Was it big? No. Do you get to go inside? Sort of. So we had to break into a gate, Uh and then we went through it. And uh, so it was, like, probably about as tall as, like, a three-story building. Um, And it had an entrance that was kind of fucked up. Like, there was no gate left to it. So it was about as long as this building that we're in right now. So probably 150 feet long. Interesting. Uh, so your family lords or, so, or, or? He was king. He was king of this part of Ireland when it was multiple, like, provinces. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that must have been, like, a long time ago. A then. real long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah. So my family, um, we came over on the Mayflower. If you go to, like, Plymouth Rock and you go to any of the gift shops around there, the kids' books are the story of Patrick Eaton. No shit. One of my ancestors. No shit. So we had family in, like, the Revolutionary War. Like, we've been around history. So my family's kept, like, very arduous history. So, like, when my grandma passed away, we went through all of the family history stuff, and my yeah. dad paid to have, like, a big genealogy thing done. Really? So we can trace our shit back, like, thousand years. Really? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's so funny you bring that up. We're, we're doing that right now I'm on... So my mother-in-law is, like, super into the ancestry stuff, so she's mm-hmm. going through my family's history right now. Oh, sick. And, like, the white side... She can get back pretty far, and then the Hispanic side's like it's been like a complete nightmare. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, pretty so far, pretty uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. the most interesting have thing we have is somebody on my mom's side of the family uh, had sex with a black person at some point. But oh, that's, nice. That's literally the most interesting thing that we have. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's progressive. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have any castles? No castles to Fucking speak of. Loose, Not on the dude. yeah. Get a castle. No, we used to have pyramids on the Hispanic side, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> From Tinoctitlan. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh Itza. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza pizza. I wanna go there. I really want to go there. My family went a few years ago and then I didn't get to go for like fucking whatever. Yeah, I would like to so my thing that I see like Machu Picchu and a lot of these fun places. I'd love to go, but I also know, like, I'm going to be so out of breath. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking like a mile elevation. I don't really want to go. I think I want to go yeah. until we're there walking, and then I don't want to. It's like I see it, you know? Wow. That's it. Whoa. Let's go back. I want somewhat. I wish. So you ever watch, like, the old, like, 50s athletic videos where they have, like, the machines that, like, do the workout for you? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I want that. I want the workout to be done for me. Yeah. That's not uh-huh. how it works. I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard what I said. <laughs> uh, my bad, dude. No, I get what you're saying now. No, but I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't no, that, want to that work would out. be sick. Not even having to work out would be would be super dope. I I like though lifting weights when mm. I can lift a lot of weights. Mm-hmm. But I have distinct like physical memories of lifting big heavy dumbbells, and now I go to lift the ones that I I go to pick them up. I'm like, oh boy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I go to run, and it's like, everything's burning. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel, too. It, it only brings back bad memories of when I was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just don't do it. <laughs> Listen, a little chest pain, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not a big deal. It. You posted something on Instagram where it's like when you feel chest pain. <laughs> yeah. You're like, today's the day. Today it is. It's wild. How, how many times a week do you think that you're dying? Not very many, but I do think I was talking about this with my dad last night. I do think about it. I think more than the average person because of how heavy I am. But I don't necessarily not 
like that. I think I tend to find that like most people seem to not really be able to confront the fact that we all die in a, in any sort of meaningful or serious way. Mm. And I think it's just programming that you're supposed to not think about it. But for whatever reason, I think about it a lot and I kind of like makes it makes it okay. It's like just like it's like it's it's the one thing we're all going to do no matter what. Mm. No matter what happens, eventually you take your turn, you do it. It's probably not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But but in, in the grand scheme of your life, it is the biggest deal that there it's is. It's the only thing. It's right. No, I get that. I get that. It's the last thing. It is the last it, thing. I think that the part of death that freaks me out is the uncertainty of it. Like I don't like the idea of not knowing that I'm dead. Oh. Like if there's nothing, I don't like the idea of it ending, and then I don't even get to like. I hope there's at least like a lobby afterwards where you can check out and be like, all right. That was weird. Yeah. And, you know, and then be like, all right, we're shutting it off now. All right. Cool. Yeah. Boom. I, you know, that's fine. But to the idea that it just ends and then there's no explanation, that seems cruel to do this to any of us. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that kind of fits under that, like, life's not supposed to be fair, though. Like, it, yeah, yeah I know. But cool. also, it, whatever it is, it is just the way that it is, and that that's it. It's mm-hmm. also completely uncaring, uh, you know. Dude, I so it the pandemic uh, happens, everything shuts down. Could you do me a favor? Would you hand me my weed pen? This Delta Eight, of course. Yes. Um. So, pandemic, everything shuts down. I had pretty much just put balls to the wall into comedy. So then comedy shuts down, and I have nothing. I'm like, oh no, what do I do? And I talk to a therapist, and he's like, find some things that make you happy. Mm. And I realized, like, outside of comedy, there wasn't much. Yeah. And I was like, food makes me happy. Yeah. Drugs make me happy, but yeah. that's not, like, real. You know, like, they're cool, and it's fun to study them and to have, like, a hobby around it, but it's not... You know, drugs like, are only fun if they're enhancing other things that you're doing. Bingo. If you're only doing the drugs, they get very sad very fast. Yeah, for bingo. me, at bingo. least. No, 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 yeah, for yeah. everybody. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm stuck in this place, so I was like, well, maybe I like nature. You know, I'm surrounded by this beautiful shit. Every time I look at a mountain, I'm awestruck. Maybe I should go and be around them. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I went out to Sorry, uh, stay in Navajo territory in a Hogan, which is like a mud hut. And I stayed like in Monument Valley. Like <coughs> I drove down the road from the Forrest Gump movie, but I have never seen Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. So I tried to recreate the Forrest Gump scene and I ran the wrong direction. <laughs> so I have a video that I set up with a tripod of me in the middle of Monument Oh, that's Valley. so funny. <laughs> and it's me running. That's so funny. And it's just me running the wrong direction. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> I good. I was going to stitch them together. one and shot. Like, yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. idiot. <laughs> Dude, I waited like 45 minutes for no cars yeah. to pass I love by. also that you're doing that despite not having seen the movie. So it's like, <laughs> what do you care anyways? There were signs. <laughs> There were signs that said that this was. That's They're like, this so is the Forrest Gump part. And I think like, that's pretty cool. That's funny. But out there, like, um, what a good movie that is. I, Have you seen it now? No. We should watch it. I'm down. It's actually like a really good movie. I don't think so. It is a good. Hold on, everybody else in the room, can we take a poll on this? Forrest Gump is a good. Is like one of the best movies ever, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Dan. Yeah. You haven't even seen it. You shut up. Yeah, that's why I love Dan, because Dan won't lie. What what do you think? You don't think so? Come on come on in, Dan. Yeah. I just think it kind of uh hijacks your emotions because it has every big moment in history that they just try to piggyback off of. 
So yeah, that's the movie. No, I he's that. also not a real person. I know. I get that. It's just, eh, it's not good. It feels manipulative. It's it's very manipulative. This guy yeah. just said Forrest Gump is not good. It's fine. What are you talking about? Look, man, this is exactly what happened with me in Top Gun, the first one. Everybody told me that Top Gun's a great movie. Top Gun is just an American classic. It is. Nothing will make you feel more patriotic and just that's like, why that, I don't know. Fuck who told yeah, you that. let's, let's go like planes. Woo. That's too much. That's Dangerous. too much. It's so cool. My old boss. It was his favorite movie, and then I sat down and watched it. It's a fucking three out of ten at best. The, the but the whole point, scary fight the whole point of the Forrest Gump is nostalgia. That's the point of that movie, and okay. they nail nostalgia. They nail nostalgia. Okay. Also, and I don't even know why I'm arguing with you. You haven't seen the fucking movie. That's why I was talking about Top Gun, a movie yeah. I have seen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right? but but right. Similar. But we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about Forrest Gump. It doesn't make sense that we would then argue Forrest Gump with Top Gun. But they're the same movie. <laughs> All right, well, they're war movies for go. nostalgia. I gotta go. <laughs> the new Top Sorry, Gun something's come up. I must leave good. immediately. You know uh, what's? You know what is a great franchise of films mm. that not enough people talk about? Mm. Airbud. All right. I guess it's a comedy podcast. You know what I mean? But if we're gonna start talking about Forrest Gump, I mean it's such a good movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's. I mean, well, you can't even. Hold on. Like hold on. What's this? the What's the I've tomato seen rating? Pieces hold, let me of the up. movie. Let me. Let me. Let me pull it up. Dude, the tomato rating doesn't mean shit because Anchorman uh, has a terrible one. Uh, it has like a C minus, right. and Anchorman's well, I incredible. I don't know through what medium we need to. I mean, some Talladega sort of authority. Nights, great film. Great movie. That's a great movie. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Shawshank Redemption. One of the best movies. At best. Seventy-one percent. All right, not as good as I thought. Exactly, it's fine. But no, it's no, it's an American. It is an American classic film. So's Gone with the Wind, which is a dog shit movie. Oh, all right, let's not. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. I agree with this. I don't think Gone with the Wind is that good. You probably don't think any movie before nineteen eighty is good. Untrue. The Jerk was Martin. Fantastic. Hold so on. many movies. <laughs> the Taxi Driver is one of the best movies ever. Never seen it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But you really genuinely like Gone with the Wind? For its time, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the thing where this I suck at the for its time stuff because I can I can get it, but... Like, do you like Citizen Kane? Never seen it. Okay. Is that the I'll Rosebud admit, that's one? That's a tough one. That's a tough one to, to try to really grasp as to why it's, like, the greatest movie ever. People consider that, like, film people consider that, like, the best film that's ever been made. Because before that, they never really moved cameras. Right. Oh. So he so, kind of invented that's and Marlon Brando invented acting. You know, that was that was his big thing. He was the first one to like bah, emotions. I don't, think he, I don't think he invented acting. He invented that that kind. He was the first one to do it. That's why he was such a cocky motherfucker. Oh, is that and right? he fucked Richard Pryor. I've heard that. Is that true? Is 100%. that confirmed? Yeah. Who confirmed that? Uh Richard Pryor's like wife, probably. Really? That's interesting. It's, it definitely happened. Marlon Brando yeah. definitely fucked Richard Pryor. Yeah. Or maybe other way around. You think Richard Pryor saw Forrest Gump? What, the, what year did Richard Pryor die? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big, not a big numbers. <laughs> not a big numbers guy. <laughs> I don't know years. Speaking of big numbers, 2005. dude. 2005. He died in 2005, so he probably saw yeah, Forrest Gump. Saw yeah, Forrest it was Gump. a good movie. Uh, but he <laughs> never saw Interstellar. You know? Interstellar is great. You know what he probably never saw? The first Transformers movie. True. Incredible. The moment when the Camaro turns from the old Camaro into the new one, and it does a little, little woo, and then drives back and picks him up. Groundbreaking. 
I get that it's a comedy podcast, but I have an unironic Autobots logo at the top of my back tattooed there because I love Transformers. I know that. I know. Autobots roll out. I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Leader of the Autobots. This is at some point this is embarrassing. You know what I mean? <laughs> for who? <laughs> you for not liking the Autobots. Uh, yeah. No. I was never were you into Transformers as a kid? Yeah, big time. Really? Yeah. The cartoon and stuff? The cartoon, the toys. Really? I love the toys. See, I was never into it as a kid, so I just don't have the that mm. like connection or whatever. Yeah. So like with like, with Top Gun, like I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Oh yeah. Growing up, so that movie was like that movie was everything. So they had a Top Gun ride at the Six Flags in Arlington. Oh, I, I think that you was LA. you would sit. It looked like a movie theater. You would sit in this chair, but it would lean around and stuff, and it showed you flying in a jet. Mm-hmm. And it would play Danger Zone. And as a kid, it was my favorite ride because it was like I'm a fucking fighter pilot. Yeah, same thing. So you'd think I would love it, but I didn't see it until I was an adult and was like, "This is a terrible movie." Do you remember the Six Flags? Did you go to the Six Flags in uh, in L.A. ever up north? It's in the mountains. Yeah, it's a little north. How? How? It's uh, yeah. What city is it in? Valencia. Is it Valencia? No, I think Valencia is Magic Mountain. It's Magic Mountain. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been to I Magic Mountain. Know. Oh, you've never been there. Oh, never I mind. wanted to go. Well, every single story I was about to tell is. Well, uh, same one. People have probably been. Yeah, yeah. I know some things about it. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I like one of the rides there. Which one? The Superman ride. Oh, is it where you dangle? No, no, no. It's a. It's just a cart. Yeah, it's just a cart that just shoots forward really fast and then up. And then back down again. And yeah, that's, that's very cool. They have simple, very similar ride in the Dallas or Arlington one called Mister Freeze. Oh, really? Where you shoot, you do two loop, two loops, and you go straight up, and then you stop, and then you do it all backwards. Does Dan Charles has the joke about the accident that happened at the? Oh my god! With the dangly legs, where the girl punched yeah, where the he kid's punched head. the girl's head. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. such a good story because it's all real. That's how you go. That man. Yeah. It's I love that so much. Yeah. Um, how do you want to die? Oh, I think about this a lot because part of me wants to die in my sleep mm-hmm. so I don't have the anxiety of knowing it's coming. See, I can't deal with the anxiety of not knowing it's coming. That's where I'm also at. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck, if I die in my sleep, like, I'm not going to have prepared. Yeah. What if, I, what if I sleep naked and I look bad that night and then I have to be found like that, just sprawled out? <laughs> I, wanna, <laughs> I don't, don't want to die naked. I don't want people to see my pee-pee, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's a very interesting word naked bro yeah I don't want to have to I don't want them to have to wheel me out naked that's yeah tough. or to try and fucking just weekend at Bernie's some fucking boxer shorts on to me so they can get me out with my dignity I'm gonna have to yeah I have to remember to tell Taylor later that if I do die in the apartment to make sure that she puts clothes on me before they show up <laughs> 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 Yeah. That's a uh, whole thing. That's a whole new thing to worry about. I didn't even. I wasn't even. <laughs> I didn't even know I was worried about that. Oh, we've given you fears on two consecutive podcasts. Last time you realized that people could mistake Trey and others for you and then think you were bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh fuck! Oh shit! Bad. What are you looking for? This thing. Uh, I'm looking for this thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Highly social. I love nicotine, dude. Shout out LA Vape Co. They're the fucking LAVapeCo.com Code yeah. Eaton 20% off Fucking vapes, bro I got, I got a brand deal Did you hear about this? Yeah? Yeah uh, Oh, yeah What is this? I posted So I posted an Instagram picture Of me in a car I always wear Carhartt I, I uh, posted a picture of me in a Carhartt shirt And then tagged Carhartt in it And said, pay me Just joking Yeah And um, 
this company in LA called One Bone reached out to me and uh, uh, sent me like a bunch of stuff just to just to wear. And I actually have like no obligation or whatever to wear it. They just sent me just a ton of shit. That's awesome. I know. And then they gave me like a. Uh, 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 a credit every month, so I can go back and buy shirts and stuff. Nice. It's not like a huge credit; it's like two hundred bucks or whatever. That's but and great. their stuff is their stuff's pretty expensive, so that's like one and a half shirts. But still, every month go in there. That's fucking great. Snag a shirt. I know. Get you a one bone. They all all the stuff looks pretty good. So I don't want to say too much yet, you know, before having seen it. But all of it looks pretty good. I got hit up one time by a company offering a similar deal called Twelve Grand, mm-hmm. and I was like, or Seven Grand. It's called Seven Grand. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, that sounds bougie. I'll check it out. That seems like a me kind of thing. And it's called Seven Grand because they make shirts up to 7XL. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the models. I remember you telling me this. <laughs> they dude. sent you 5X and then wanted to wanted to uh, promote it as 3X, right? It, other way around. Yeah, they're like, it's a 3X. We'll say it's a 5X. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. mean. It's <laughs> like, you'll be like a fatty inspiration. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Crazy. 5X never looked this good, dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. What were they called? They were called Seven Grand? Seven Grand, yeah. yeah. I think that was it. <coughs> but it was whatever size they went up to. But it just imagining a 7XL shirt is crazy. Mm. Like. The f- Not really. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I've worn six before. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's just one more. Yeah. We can do it. I've actually, I've, I've, I'm a little embarrassed to say how recently I've considered going the other direction to get 600 pound life for the exposure. (laughs) I mean, it's like considered seriously, you know, (laughs) but uh, what would it take? 150 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> you know, it's not a horrible idea. 150 pounds at this point is not that much weight. I could take that off pretty quickly. I could take that back off pretty quickly if I really had to after the after the episode airs. So I, I does like, everyone in that show have the surgery? Have you ever watched it? No, but it is easier to lose weight the bigger you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember, at 600 pounds, 150 pounds, nothing. I remember the guy that was like eight or 900 pounds that was stuck in his bed and couldn't do anything. The first exercise they had him do to start losing weight yeah. was just this. Yeah. And he yeah. lost like 50 pounds of just doing it. So yeah. sometimes I do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I'm never going to get that big. I do this. Uh, Dan, do you work out? That's so funny Oh man Good looking guy dude I'll tell you what That Dan guy Hey show me your butthole real quick (laughs) Oh Uh, We'll put that on the Patreon (laughs) Um so you've been crushing it comedy-wise recently. Yeah, man. It's been going good. Yeah. It has been going good. You're going to be going. Can we talk about where you're going in September? Yeah, I'll be in uh, Zanies uh, with the great Tony Hinchcliffe. It's amazing. I know. I'm excited. Very Fucking excited. Pumped for yeah, you, yeah, dude. Yeah. And you uh, got up on Kill Tony not too long ago? Yep. When does that episode come out? My, that episode actually will drop Monday. Nice. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, exciting. That should be super, super cool. It was a very, very, uh, I was talking to Red Band about it last night. Uh, it's a very bad episode overall. Um, every single person that they called up was, I mean, it, they had a string of just the worst people I've ever seen. Well, the, the, there's a difference because sometimes they bring up people and they're bad in a good way. Yeah. But like they're bad. They're so bad that it's entertaining for the show. Yeah. These people were so bland 
for so long. Like the whole like the audience was out of it. Like it, I mean, it just sucked, and it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I went up. I had a, I had a, a good set and you know a decent interview. Uh, Hell yeah! Uh, and it was uh, definitely. I think I got lucky in that it was a highlight of that episode. Mm. I think in any other episode, it would have just kind of been fine. But, like, that episode, I looked like a fucking superstar because everyone that went up before was an actual retarded person. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how that can happen. Mm -hmm. How people can be retarded. Well, just... (laughs) (laughs) No, just that, like, there's so many people that do comedy... Mm-hmm. Or are fans of comedy yeah. that have this delusion. Because there are some people that are so good at it, they make it look easy. Right. Like, they're up there, and they're just telling a story that sounds like it happened to them that day. Hey, I'll like... tell you what. Tony is one of those guys, man. I saw him on, on Wednesday. We had the craziest. Uh, it was Joe Rogan and friends at Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And we just had the craziest audience. Uh, and this lady in the middle of Tony's set started freaking out. She was upset about something he said or whatever. And he he um, and the whole show stopped. And she got up and left. And you know Tony is just like the. I mean he <laughs> in, in, uh, he's the roast master in my opinion. You know oh, what I mean? For sure. So like. Uh, I mean, he just went off on this lady and just started crushing and then made, like, a full recovery. It was the most impressive recovery of a show gone wrong that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And it was, yeah. and, and he made it look, that's what I thought in my head when he got off, was that looked easy. And everyone here thinks that that was easy. But, I don't, but maybe I'm one of the only people who, because I do stand up, can appreciate how crazy what he just did was. Yeah. You know what I mean? To turn it around. People don't get that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, you, you lack the the depth to realize how crazy all and that is. And for him to go back into the material that she got upset about and start crushing with it again is so hard to do. Yeah. And he just, I mean, I don't, I, anyways, I don't, I actually feel weird about talking about this now because maybe I shouldn't even brought it up, but like, I don't know, I just admire, I admire him a lot and I admire that part of him specifically, which is just like the make it look easy. Yeah. You know. No, I, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 uh, you didn't at all. Yeah, talking Tony story. No, I I like that a lot. I, it's true. I mean, he does make it look so easy that people think they can get up there and do it themselves. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the uh, like reason, like the the appeal of Kill Tony. Yeah, is you go and you're like, well, I could be a comic. Yeah, you know, and they see people get up and they crush everything because yeah. natural, naturally funny people can be funny for a minute. A minute's easy. Yeah, well, yeah. You're not doing stand-up in a minute. No. Not really. It's a party trick. Yeah. Anything under 10 minutes is kind of a party trick. A little bit, yeah. I think... Um, Maybe seven. Anything under seven minutes is a party trick. I don't think it's till 10 minutes that you're really doing stand-up. Um, it becomes a different It becomes a different thing. Yeah. I, I, under that amount of time, it has to be so manicured, and or, or it's... I'm thinking like TV stuff, you know. Yeah. Because there's people that are very good comics, but when you see their five or seven minute late night set, it's not the same as seeing them at a fucking club. Oh yeah, for sure. Sorry. Um, no, it's just, it's the Delta Eight. I know it's uh, it'll get you. It's very, that's very strong Delta Eight. Yeah. That's like Delta Sixteen. <laughs> oh my or god. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Delta Nine, dude. Dude, uh, it. I don't know. I, I like watching people bomb terribly on Kill Tony. Who's your favorite stand-up? Oh, it it goes it changes from time to time. Yeah, probably for the longest it's been Chad Daniels. Who's your goat? Either Chad, Chad Louie, or Tosh. Louie. Yeah. Big news. 
Tosh is a fucking genius. Tosh is one of the most underrated stand-up comedians out there. I People like sleep on him. When you talk to stand-ups, there's a lot of stand-ups that put him very highly. Yeah. But a lot of lay people think of him as yeah. just Tosh.0. Right. But People Pleaser is a top 10 of all time album. Yeah. What's the What's the one he did? Uh, Happy Thoughts. Happy Thoughts. That True Stories I Made Up. Yeah. They're all fucking great. Yeah. And every time I've seen him, incredible. Yeah. I just saw him this year. Yeah. New Good. stuff. Great fucking jokes, yeah. dude. Un- unreal. It was so much fun. You are working with one of my absolute heroes this week, uh, Louis, the man himself, Louis C.K. Dude, I'm I'm hosting for him on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, the year before I started comedy, 2017, um, or the year before I started taking it seriously, I had a really good job, so I would buy front row tickets to go see comedians, and it was all my favorite people. So I saw Tom Segura, Whitney Cummings, John Mulaney. Chad Daniels, I saw like three times in one night. Like I had like all these people, Chris D'Elia, Joe Rogan. Uh, Is Chad Daniels the guy who did that uh, I Need You to Kill thing? Yes. With Tom Segura? Okay. And Pete Lee, right, yeah. I know who it is, yeah. Um, Is Pete Lee, is that guy big now? He does very well. Really? Okay. Uh, I just saw him with Matt Bronger at The Lab in Hollywood not too oh, long yeah. ago. Uh, but so, and, uh, Jim Gaffigan and mm. Jim Jeffries mm. and all these fucking people, Neil Brandon, like I saw, I saw all these people and it was just like such a highlight to get to see them doing it. And it was in the midst of Louis getting canceled. Yeah. So I never got to see him. Mm. And then every other opportunity where he's been in the same town where I could see him, the tickets sold out so fast and yeah. it was just prohibitively expensive. Right. So I've never gotten to see him perform live. Really? And he is... I mean, he's. I think it's easier to call him a goat than David Chappelle for stand-up comedy. Oh yeah, for if you're just talking yeah. stand-up comedy, the goat. Yeah, Louis easily. It's he's put out so many unbelievable albums. Easily, he's, his jokes are fucking perfect. To he's stories. also doing his best work now, which is crazy. It is bonkers. What's going on, Dan? So, for yeah, for uh, is that for a Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. They originally those are scalped. They originally were thirty five dollars through Creek's website. So that's how much. That's yeah. the premium you're paying. So thirty five. They're at what now? Now, now two seventy five. That being said, seeing Louis in that intimate of a space would be worth two hundred. Oh, doing an Louis doing a full hour in a fucking two hundred seater. Yeah. Like that is so rare. Yeah. Well, I, so I saw him three times at Zany's. Which oh wow. Three hundred seater. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the last time I was on mushrooms, oh, and I cried. <laughs> I believe I it, cried. dude. I believe it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And he did a different. He did. He did a new. It was when he was working on the last hour he just put out. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, and he did a new. All three hours were. Uh, let's say there was a like a twenty-five minutes of it was different than the last night. Wow. Um, so there was a couple bits you could tell were kind of already done, and then there was a bunch that he was like working on, God, and it was—I so mean, it was incredible. Cool. And you know what's crazy is th- this is how good he is. I didn't notice a difference in in crushing between any of them. Yeah, yeah. But then eventually he made a decision that this is the best one, and you're like, I don't even know how you would. <laughs> You know what I mean? They all crushed equally as hard. Yeah, like, oh, you got 100% people to laugh on that one? Yeah. But I think 100% of people laughed harder at this one. Yeah, and you're like, what? Whoa. I don't know. I don't even know. And then I saw him once um, on the previous hour he was working on. Uh, sincerely? Sincerely. I saw Sincerely 
at or was it? It was like a two thousand seater um, in wow. Knoxville, the Civic Auditorium. Uh, but I, that was the first show that I got into that free because of comedy, and I felt like it was that was a big deal. That is cool. Like, That's such a good feeling. I, I yeah, I called uh, I called Zany's. Zany's was the one that did the. They have a concert uh, side, uh, so they were the one that were producing it. And uh, I had just asked the uh, uh, the booker at Zany's uh, if I could. Uh, I just shot in the dark. I said, "Hey, would I be able to go to this?" She said, "Yeah." And she gave me two tickets. They were waiting for me there at the will call, and which is like so not a big deal. But at the time, I was a year into stand up, and I was like, I can't believe I'm getting to see Louis for free just because I do stand up. It is fucking you know I mean? cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I was talking to someone the other day because I've had like a bunch of really good shit happen in a row. Yeah, you know, like you have. Uh, it's just, gonna end. Yeah, Something bad's about to happen. Right? I am aware. <laughs> like, some bad stuff has happened, but <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, had yeah, a yeah. pretty rough go of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we haven't talked much about. It. I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but things Talk in my personal you. life. <clears throat> have been fucked. So so it's nice that stand-up's going so well, but so many good things happen in a row that they start to, like, bleed into each other. So it's just like the last week has just been awesome thing after awesome thing. I don't um, Do you get this with stand-up especially? I always feel like everything seems like such a big deal until you get it, and the second you get it, it doesn't feel like it, – it feels like, oh, everyone's done this. And this is it's nothing. Um, Does that it, make sense? Yeah, no, I definitely like. It depends on the thing. Yeah. So like when I got a manager the first time, right? I was like, this is so fucking sick, and I wanted everybody, all my friends, to be amped up with me, and like, yeah. man, that's so fucking cool. And then like, uh, it was like, oh, everybody. Right. Everyone like, has a manager, and this isn't doing anything. For right. Me. Like I just right. have that. Right. And then, you know, it's like you get your first, like, uh, like really good tape. And you're like, oh, man, I have a really good tape. Like, fuck, yeah, I have something to show people I'm good at comedy. And then you're like, fucking every, everybody has that. Or it's just like your first time playing at a club or, or your first time doing a secret show or, your, or, or whatever. It seems like there's, like, these unattainable things. And then the second you – at least for me, the second you get it, you're like, oh, this is fucking – this is actually nothing. Or even, like, when we headlined uh, – um, Comedy House, New Orleans. Uh, yeah, when we had, headlined the Comedy House together, it was like in my head, it was like, "Oh, dude, I'm headlining a club. This could this could happen." As soon as we got the contract, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is like." A- we did the Addison Improv together. We got to do an improv stage with the brick. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and improv, the and you're thing, like, yeah. "I did the thing." Yeah, all like, the people I've seen did this thing, and they're like, "All the people did this." Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one was, uh, so especially when I get off from like a really good set. I can tell that it went well, but for me, it takes a second to, like, let it sink in and process the difference between, like, an 8 and a 10. I'm getting better at that. I usually, everything is, everything is a zero when I get off stage. Yeah, I know. You're a sad boy, but, (laughs) because you think about death so much. This could have been my last set. It Mm -hmm. wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) But I, when I did Reno, uh, it's the longest set I've ever done. I did 46 minutes. And I could have, I had like two more stories that I didn't even pull out, but the crowd was like in between laughing really hard. A couple of them were yawning and it was like, okay, you're tired. Yeah. It's been a two hour show. Yeah. But I got off stage and I finished with my big closer and then I, it crushed really hard. And I was like, I got, I got another fun joke. Let's see what they did. Then I did probably my meanest joke. Uh, my grandma Alzheimer's joke. Yeah. I like that joke. I love and that joke. And it 
destroyed. Yeah. And I was like, man, that feels, I'll get off on that. Yeah. That was great. And I was like, thank you guys so much. And I put the mic up, and then the exit of the stage went straight to outside. So I dap up the host, and I walk out, and he said some things to me, didn't even, t- uh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I walked outside, and, like, the air hit my face. And then my buddy Yurgo, that had featured, walked out and was like, how do you feel, buddy? And I was like, I think I just, I think I just crushed. And yeah. he's like, you fucking did, man. That was fucking amazing. So I'm really happy. And I look down. I see I did the long time. And I have the set. I'm like, man, that's so cool. And then I post about it on uh, Facebook. And right after I posted it, uh, a buddy of mine, it, the, like, you know, it shows up on your timeline, like your post at the top. Mm. It shows the next Facebook post. Mm. The next Facebook post was from like two or three hours ago of my buddy that was like, I can't believe I just did an hour and a half. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Like, He literally did double the time that I did at a club right. for a sold out crowd. And right. It was like, I did 45 for 80 people. It was right. like, I'm got I'm uh, done. I'm something. Right. <laughs> yep. Very humbling. Yep. <laughs> a lot of humility in this game. Not for me, dude. Yeah, I'm getting high. (laughs) (laughs) The Delta 8's kicking in. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, What's the best meal you've had recently? I just had Chipotle a few minutes ago. (laughs) Fuck, I hate you so much. (laughs) It's pretty good, dude. Chipotle sucks shit. Oh, whatever. You you look like a Chipotle. Let me ask you a question. Do you fuck like, 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 you you ever fuck like one girl or it's always like ten? I go one by one, actually. Nice, dude. Good for you. Fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> best meal I've had recently. Uh, <laughs> hey, how was this? My wife. Oh! Oh, hey, yeah, whoa! No more Delta A, dude. Um, uh, where did we go last? Where did we go last together? Uh, that pizza place. Uh, oh, that, that was great. That was fine. DeLuca um, Gaucho. Let's talk about it. I don't want to say that that's my answer because it's not my answer, but we can talk about that place. I thought that that was going to be total bullshit. Uh-huh. It's twenty five bucks. Yep. Uh, and uh, first of all, first of all, this is great. So we show. So you show up to the. Do you want to tell, let me tell the story? Yeah. So you show up to the uh, to the place. We're gonna meet there at three thirty, <laughs> right? They open at four. No, no, we're gonna meet there at four, right? They open at four. You walk inside. You go to the hostess, <laughs> right? And you say, "Hey, I'd like a table for four. And she goes, "Do you have a reservation?" And you say, "No." Right? Because yeah. it's a pizza place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have a fucking reservation. And she goes, she goes, we're only, sorry, uh, we're not taking any walk-ins today. And you went back to your car and you got on. Uh, phone. We called Dylan. You called Dylan. Well, Dylan it, that's like, not. Check that, online. That's, that's fat in the story. Right, <laughs> Dylan literally yeah. is fat in the story. But, uh, 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 yeah, table. so you went, you went on open table, right, and then just booked a table <laughs> and walked back in and said, I have a reservation. And she was like, right Oh, but way. my favorite part is, so it's me, Dylan, it's me, Dylan, and you, and we're all sitting at a table. We're all no, very, Trey, very fat. Trey. No, hold on, hold on. Where it's me, you, and Dylan all sitting at a table. We're very, we're fat guys. Oh, it is me, you, and Trey. You're right. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's me, you, and Trey sitting at the table. We're all fat guys, right? And uh, Dylan walks in the door, and then before even asking him anything, she just points at our table and goes, they're over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so rude. It's so crazy rude. <laughs> so first, and man, I hate, I hate that Dylan. Oh man, because if it had been me, I'd have been like, I would have known what was going on, and I would have said, I'm not with him, <laughs> and I would have gotten another table just to spite her. Yeah, and he wouldn't have had a reservation. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's true. <laughs> 
We're not taking reservations. And then I just went, maybe I can sit with these guys. Yeah. I guess I'll go sit with the swine. Yeah. It is insane, though, that the three of us were sitting there, and then Dylan walks in, and she just goes, yeah. <laughs> there, the fat table. No, here's what I'll say. It's 25 bucks. It's all you can eat. It's basically CC's, right? Good CC's. But I will say, when the pizza started showing up, it is actually really good pizza. First off, the the guy comes out. It took a minute to get stuff started. Yeah. But then they bring you out meatballs. Which are good. Yeah, on an arugula plate. I hated that. Such a waste of space. Yeah. But then tomato bisque in a cup that you mm-hmm. can drink. Uh, it was lobster bisque. Lobster, that's what I meant. Lobster bisque. Yeah. And it, it was great. Yeah, great. And drink. I got a spoon. And you, But you drink. Yeah. Cup, cup bisque. Drink. I don't need to drink a cup of soup. So, And then when you turn the little thing on your table over, because it's like Fogo. To chow. It's a Brazilian style. So right, right, right. It's just unlimited everything, and right. people are just walking around. Eventually, people started to keep coming to our table despite us having it red. <laughs> <Yeah>, they'd <laughs> they be like, no, but you want this? Their one dude was great, man, because he would he would he see it red, and he'd be like, awesome. no, but you guys definitely want to try this, though. Yeah, he's like, I know it's red, but buffalo chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, they said, you guys seem like a buffalo chicken table. <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> just put this. Hey, shut up and give me the pizza, dude. There were so many good ones. The fucking remember that guy. So, so it's like <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza, fucking Greek, uh, whatever, lamb, lamb, whatever. Super all these complicated honey, names. And then some dude walks up and goes, "Cheese." <laughs> yeah. I literally told him, "I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude." <laughs> no, dude. There was so, he had a four cheese with truffle oil, and he just wasn't selling it right. That one bald dude was no. That was different. He did just have cheese. Oh, that's yeah. That it was different than the four cheese. Oh, the four cheese with truffle oil was incredible. Yeah, but I almost knocked it out of his hand. (laughs) That one guy (laughs) put it on the floor. (laughs) Came over and was like trying to sell him, and then every now and then they would walk by with the Portuguese pizza that just has these. Oh yeah, it's just onions slices. Dude, 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 dude. Hey Dan, have you ever had Portuguese pizza? What would you guess is on Portuguese pizza? Well, I just found out I'm Portuguese Jewish, actually. So. Whoa. Gross. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, Portuguese pizza, I would imagine some type of, like, beef. It's onions <laughs> and boiled eggs. And red peppers. Look up Portuguese pizza. I'm no longer Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, they kept bringing it around at the What I loved place, about that, like, get the fuck out every of single time they brought it, it was a full pie. <laughs> yeah. No one had taken a single slice of this boiled egg bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Why is this a thing? Oh, but the tikka masala? Uh, chicken tikka masala pizza is fucking awesome. Are you sure they weren't fucking with you? I, it could have been. It very well could have been because they... Seems, it seems a very... It, I mean, it's I can't imagine the, the, pizza the deep level joke involved. <laughs> Don't think they have a gag pie? Yeah. A gag pie? That's pretty good. Dude, come on. It, the, I bet the thing is to see how long they can go before someone takes a slice, and it's been the same pizza since they opened. So, so as soon as somebody takes a slice, like alarms go off and there's like confetti and yeah. shit like that? You're the grossest person <laughs> in Austin! <laughs> <laughs> I did that to a teacher in high school once. <laughs> what? We had a, we had a, we had a, <laughs> this is great. We did a, we, we, I was, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, fucking, uh, it was a science class and, uh, we had a word of the day, right? And we made the word rock. And so we just waited as soon as he, uh, we, we said, uh, when he said, I went into everybody before the class. I was like, we're going to do a word of the day thing, right? And there was a bunch of football players in the Talk class. Sorry. There was a bunch of football players in the class. So it was basically just all my friends. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a word of the day. 
Today's lesson is uh, geology. The word of the day will be rock. So as soon as Mr. Freeman says rock, we're all going to stand up and just start screaming as loud as we can. Right? Yeah. Um, he, uh, Mr. Freeman comes out, it's maybe 10 minutes into the class, and he has mm-hmm. these rocks in his hand. And he was like this older gentleman, super, super nice guy. One of the best teachers I've ever had, truly. I think about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but really weird guy. Really yeah. weird guy, oh, kind of hunched over, walked weird and slow, weird movements. Funny. Actually, legitimately f- Actually, no one else found him funny, but I, I thought <laughs> legitimately funny guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm thinking he might not have been funny. About you I may have just been laughing at him. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved him. He fucked me really well. And uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. Cut that out. That was, no. He's such a nice guy. Anyways, uh, he's he's, yeah, two, he's he, two rocks in his hand. <laughs> he just goes, these rocks. <laughs> and we all went, God. <laughs> and he went. And he dropped him, and one of them was like this quartz thing that like shattered. Oh no! It felt really bad. Anyways, we had a teacher. It's a fun game. <laughs> we had a teacher in uh, my middle school, fifth and sixth grade. It was uh, animal science class. Yeah. His name was Mr. Allison, and he had a vast collection of exotic animals, like fish and spiders and mm-hmm. birds and like live or like live. like uh, okay. yeah. And he would bring them in, and he would you know, we would get to meet these animals, and he had them all at his house. And you could get one of your extracurriculars could be like animal caretaker, okay. and you could get to go feed all these animals and hang out with them. Uh-huh. It was super fucking cool. It was the benefits of a rich school district for sure. Yeah. Uh, so one day he brings in his collection of tarantulas that are all these very rare ones, including the Mexican rosenead tarantula, which is fucking this big, and it has beautiful bright pink and red knees. Okay. So, like, at the parts where it bends. And then it has a big old fucking spin. Like, I think I've seen pictures of what you're talking about. Yeah. They're big, man. They yeah, yeah. look scary. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, hey, they're very gentle. They yeah. don't bite. Right. If they get upset, they'll stick their bristles into you. But even that won't hurt that bad. We've got some stuff to fix it. So we're just going to let him walk on your hands. Yeah. And so, like, he goes one by one. And, like, all the little the girls in the class are uh, like, ah, but they're fine. Right. And so... He goes through, and I'm at, like, one of the last tables, and then he, he you know, brings a spider over, and, it, and he puts it on the table, and it crawls up my hand, and then it gets to right here, and I don't know if it was someone scooting a chair out, but something startled it, and it went, and it, like, tensed up, mm-hmm. and it scared me so bad that I just went, ha! <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just, threw it? I just threw it as hard as I could. Yeah, and now it's pissed. <laughs> no, now it is splattered on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> it exploded. Loaded, because I just launched it as hard as I could, and we're at the back table right by those science cabinets, the big black top science cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> so it just explodes, and Mr. Allison's heart just breaks. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm that was his favorite spider. So sorry, and I, it scared me. Yeah, so it's not his. It's not your fault, but like my family had to buy it. Like I remember having to take like the spider check to school. To you know what's interesting? Spider. How much was it? It's like five hundred bucks, wow. dude. It was a lot. I, I, you know what's interesting about those teachers is that when you, I don't know, for me, like when I was growing up, those would be my favorite teachers that would yeah. do shit like that, and you'd look up to them and be like, "Man, you're so cool." And then when later in life you realize how weird it is for that man to have so many exotic pets. <laughs> And not be married. No, he was married. <laughs> oh, okay. He was married with kids. To a spider. <laughs> he, he was, like, genuinely one of the, like, kindest human beings. I had a few of those yeah. through, like, yeah, school. Yeah, I did too. But I also had, like... The worst. 
Oh man, my freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, I got arrested with pot mm-hmm. at the end of the year, and uh, I got put into alternative education, which is where you go to a separate spot on, in the school district, but you have to get there an hour early, yeah. and it's just you and the other bad kids. And it was run by this guy named Dale Putty. He's like from West Texas. His nose is kind of upturned. He looks like Putty. He's got like kind Next of. guy, I, I don't know. He looks like Putty, though. He has a very ruddish, piggy appearance. Yes. And he talks like this. Yeah. One of the kindest people, he believes in you. He's like, I know you had trouble, but like, we're going to help you. I love Mr. Putty. He was amazing. Mm. So he helps me sophomore year, junior year. I, I get in chat. I'm a good person. Senior year, like five days before the end of the school year. Uh, me and my buddy get in trouble for smoking pot. We had hotboxed my truck all the way from Chipotle to school. Nice. <laughs> and then we got out and slammed the doors real fast to keep the smoke. Yeah. Because it was a short day. It was the end of the year. So we go in. We immediately get in trouble for laughing. <laughs> like, we were 45 minutes late to class. Yeah. We thought we were 15 minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> we walked. I opened the door to my classroom like fucking Kramer on side. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Mr. Eaton, nice of you to join us. I'm like, you're welcome for being early. She's like, you're 45 minutes late. That's like, so funny. Fuck. <laughs> and I sit down and then everything. She's like teaching geometry. And I'm like, fucking triangles. So she alerts, I go to my next class, and then Mr. Putty comes and pulls me out of class. He's the assistant principal at senior high now. I'm like, fuck. So he walks me down, and they take me, and they examine my pupils in the nurse's office to see if I'm high. Uh-huh. And I remember she turns and goes, his pupils aren't reacting at all. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Do your pupils dilate on that? Yeah. They become less responsive to light. Oh, is that when right? You're stoned. Oh, yeah. wow. And so that's what that. she was checking for. Yeah. She was like, they're not reacting they're not at even all. Moving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy might be dead. <laughs> so then the, I go to Dr. Presley, the, the main principal's office, and he's like, listen, uh, we're going to search your vehicle. If we find anything, we're going to deal with it. And I was like, I don't want you to search my car. I don't, I'm not letting you search my car. I'm not going to unlock it. And he goes, all right, well, we can get, you know, cops down. We can get Officer Marley down here, mm-hmm. the school resource officer. We get some dogs. And then we can get a warrant to search your vehicle if you want to involve them. I was like, well, you can search it if you're yeah. not going to call them. Yeah. Like, if it's just going to stay between us, yeah, that's fine with me. And he goes, all right, we won't have any police get involved unless I find a weapon. And I was like, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm not a weapon You're about guy. to have so many guns in this car. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> we walk out, and it's me, my best friend, and the principal, and Mr. Putty. Mm-hmm. So we walk out. I have a Dodge Ram Daytona. Uh, so it's the orange pickup truck with a spoiler. <laughs> so it's just this gaudy, fucking ridiculous thing with, like, affliction stickers on it and shit. Castles. And, <laughs> and it's a four-door truck. And so we go. My parking spot is in the front of the lot. Inflation so. stickers. <laughs> I was such a douchebag. Dude, you are an affliction. So we walk up to the truck, and Doctor Presley opens the driver's side door, and smoke starts billowing out. Right. And then he walks around the other side, and he opens the passenger door, and it creates a cross draft. Right. Now smoke is like really coming out. I'm like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm trying to get and Mister Putty looks over at me and goes, "Michael, did you drive through a brush fire?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. What? And he goes, smells like someone's been burning grass. <laughs> wow. And it was the funniest thing I've ever, I, I fell on the floor, dude. It was the greatest, I, I thought my life was over and I was like getting arrested for pot and yeah. the dude's just making terrible puns about yeah. the smoke. So, did you, did you get in trouble? So we 
he laughs about everything, and I laugh about everything. They don't find it. Mr. Putty yeah, is no like, surprised. I just crushed. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I just crushed. Mr. Putty is murdering in the party. <laughs> like, Dr. Presley gives him the light. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but so they search, and we had already smoked everything, so they just find the pipe. And they're like, well, this is paraphernalia. So he throws it away. Yeah. So we go inside, and Dr. Presley goes, all right, Mike, here's the deal. You have five days left of school. Yeah. <clears throat> I need you just not to fuck up anymore, please. Here, here's the deal. If, if you're high right now and, and all this, then you have a mandatory 45-day in-school suspension or alternative education. You won't be able to graduate on time. It's going to fuck, fuck up everything dude. in the fall. So I need you to tell me that you're not high right now. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm really stoned. <laughs> goes, <laughs> That's the funniest. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just so high. <laughs> Mike, you're not listening to me. If you're high, you can't graduate. So I need you to tell me that you're not high. Like, dude, I go, can we talk about this when I'm not so high? <laughs> and I go, I know, man, but I'm pretty fucking high right now. He goes, Mike. And I go, oh, I'm not high. He goes, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> So then he's got. At least he can sleep that night. I guess I yeah, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking just until tomorrow blowing. when you're as high. I'm not yeah, high. yeah. And he goes, "All right, so you got a three day suspension. Come back for the last two days. So you can graduate. Mm-hmm. Just s- s- please stop being an idiot." So I'm yeah. like, "Okay." So my mom comes and picks me up. I'm not allowed to drive my truck away. My dad comes and takes my truck. He's, like, sober, doesn't do drugs everything. He's like, I got in your truck, and I almost vomited. It smelled like someone run over a dozen skunks. Yeah. I was like, well, we hotboxed it, you yeah. fucking loser. Yeah, you know? don't get my stuff. <laughs> and then my mom picks me up, and she's trying to be serious and talk to me about stuff. Like, why are you sabotaging your life? And I'm just giggling. She's like, are you still stoned? Like, yeah, she's like... Well, let's get you some food, and then we'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. Like, you're it's the fine. fucking best. But the end, of, the worst part was that was the day I was supposed to take my senior pictures for my graduation announcement. So, in all of my senior pictures and graduation announcement, I am ripped Roasted. high as yeah. a fucking kite. Oh, yeah. And in the one they sent out, I'm holding my diploma like a joint and pretending to light it on fire. <laughs> I wish I had gotten into drugs younger. Yeah, yeah. I'm going through a drug phase now. Too late. How old were you when you started? When you did your first? Any of drugs? Uh, 27. And what did you start with? Weed. You started weed, 27. And you're how old now for reference? 30. 30. So you, three years of weed. No, uh, weed, then acid. Okay. Like, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i an acid expert now. Okay. You know what I mean? I've done it so many times. But, okay. like, uh, weed, acid, mushrooms mm-hmm. uh, is all I want to admit to. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Uh, but it's just not, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to go through at 30 years old, you know? I, uh, I don't know. I think like, I'm glad that I did them all young too. Like, cause it was such a, uh, dude, doing ecstasy in high school is a blast. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, I don't think I'm pull off Molly now. Well, especially oh, just medically. Uh, but, uh, I, but I have, I have done it. I, okay, I did okay. it. I did it uh, about a year ago. Um, me and Lucas did it actually. Me and Lucas did it twice actually. Uh, it's really fun. Unbelievable. It's a great time. My wife didn't want me to do it with Lucas because she was afraid that we were going to have sex with each other. <laughs> and she was right. And she was right. <laughs> yeah. 
Pull to your credit, it was a problem. <laughs> Weirder part. <laughs> I did. Ha- I did really. I did really. Lucas had one of those uh, things with the. Uh, you know where you uh, put it down on your head. Oh and yeah. It, like yeah, I, that thing was a real problem. Yeah. On Molly. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I wouldn't have even had to touch myself. Yeah. You know. I, oh my god, that yeah. thing is ridiculous. Uh Anyways, yeah, so I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> that time you rolled with Lucas. Yeah, right, yeah, I know, we were alone in his apartment, <laughs> we weren't gonna fuck each other, it's so crazy we didn't fuck each other, <laughs> like we did, it's actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Lucas was trying to fuck me, dude, yeah. unbelievable, that guy, anyways, uh, um, have him on next week, uh, <laughs> oh god, uh, uh, I think I'm busy next week. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I've done Molly. Um, yeah, it's just a weird thing. I guess it's just a weird thing to go through. Uh, so late. But it also is so tied into what we do. I mean, everyone we're around um, is uh, on drugs. On drugs or sober. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. It's every, true. every single person that we know that does what we do is on a ton of drugs. Or can't handle drugs anymore. Yeah. That's a great point. No, there's some people that just drink. Yeah, but if they drink, they drink. Like, who are you talking? Uh, well, don't say anything. Yeah. Actually, say a name, but you can you, you, we can bleep it out later, right? No. I, All right, don't say anything. Don't I say don't want to just sit here and say Because I actually, I name. disagree with you on that, though. You know, so, I'm trying to think of, like, people that, no, they, man, everybody I keep thinking of that drinks a lot, I'm like, no, nah, I do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no, they do cocaine. Uh, yep, they do cook. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So that's the other thing, too, is I was thinking about this the other day. If we treated weed and alcohol the same. They're like, not the same. They're not at all. But if you just, like, looked at, like, if you were walking around with a flask just drinking in Target, oh, <laughs> like, you would have a drinking problem. But if you just hit your bed at Target, it's like, yeah. whatever. Shopping's well, cause be, Well, it's because weed is not uh, debilitating. It doesn't, it doesn't, (laughs) weed is not, it's not. I'm retarded because of the Delta 8. Well, no, weed is not, it's not, it doesn't, uh, it's not right. It doesn't impair in that way. Like you can't do stuff and be drunk. Yeah. Being high is really not. I guess highness doesn't really affect your motor functions, does it? Right. But booze does. Booze does. You can't do booze. Yeah. You can't booze and then go do stuff. Yeah, I weed agree. you can weed you can just go through your daily most for most people and what they do most people could be high every day and function pretty much the same and even probably be a little happier truly and the, what's weird to me is like I fucking I don't want to say there are people that we know or I should say people in my family where it's like they are super judgmental of of like cannabis use mm-hmm. but are on Zoloft. Every day. And yeah. Zoloft is an insane drug to take daily. Yeah. SSRIs are, to be, to be on launch, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, if anybody takes them here, I'm not, like, I'm not being judgment, judgmental in that way. But, like, just but, it's, but it's, but it's just comparative, <laughs> to, just the idea to, just the idea to have a judgment over somebody who uses cannabis every day, mm-hmm. and you are on SSRIs every day, is fucking nuts. That's nuts. Well, you're just fucking with different hormones, right? Serotonin versus dopamine. It's just such a. It's just such a. I don't know. I. I complete. I think they're very destructive for society, in my opinion. But, but Zoloft. 
Yeah, most most uh, most psychiatric drugs, in my opinion, are pretty destructive. So I've done quite a few of them. Yeah, because I uh, so my first grade teacher told my parents, if you don't medicate him, I will. Because she was just like, I dude, doesn't seem so crazy to put a kid on fucking medication. Dude, what I think about being people get up in arms. People get up. Sorry, I don't. They're just giving me meth. Well, people get up in arms about about them giving kids hormone blockers and stuff for uh, trans stuff for trans, and which is really bad. I I think I think it's not good to do to a child. But agreed. But um, but then nobody freaks out that they put kid on like they put kids on like hard fucking psychiatric. Drugs, psychotropic drugs during like their formative years. It's crazy. Most of high school, I was taking 100 milligrams of Zoloft. Yeah. And I would stop taking it because I would forget or I would just want to be able to come again. Yeah. Because I was on so much Zoloft that I could fucking jerk off or fuck for hours and, you can't and nothing come? would come out. Really? It was just Could you nightmare. finish? No. Wow. I would have blisters on my dick from trying to jerk off. That's got to be frustrating. It unbelievably. Yeah. How is this an antidepressant? Right. I'm so sad. I can't I'm so come. Depressed. But I mean, I did. <laughs> no, because now you're mad. Zoloft, <laughs> Stratera, and Concerta. Those are all SSRIs. So, no, so Stratera was like a round-the-clock ADHD medicine. Mm-hmm. It was a non-stimulant. Yeah. And then Concerta was a stimulant. It was a time release. <laughs> so I was taking like time release speed. And then, like, around-the-clock fucking speed. That's and crazy, dude. I was taking an SSRI most of high school while I'm, like, growing and learning. And also, on top of that, I was taking so many supplements for football and working out. I mean, yeah. I was taking stuff that got outlawed later because it was essentially steroids. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it was great. And it was, it felt, uh, like, good to be strong. But I remember being so miserable all the time. And, like, I look, I get Facebook, put, like, memories Mm-hmm. Of statuses I posted in high school. I was like, yeah. that guy was very sad. Yeah. I was on all those pills. Like, yeah. That's not good. Man, it should, dude, you should have just done acid. Stop taking those pills. So I think I, there's something to be said for that. I think, I think part of the reason acid doesn't get pushed is it does, it, it offers, because uh, they don't, I don't think they really want people to get better because then no. they can't continue selling the drugs. It does offer some sort of like, and also not to say, I'm not some like huge psych, uh, psychedelics advocate. Um, and think everyone should just do them. Um, I do. Uh, I, I would know. like to put LSD in the water. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, honestly, uh, that being said, you know, maybe the world would be better if everybody did it once at least. You know what I mean? So who knows? I, I, you know, I don't know. The thing is, is that people do go crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and people, there are unstable, fucking, mentally ill people that take it and, and then oh, bonkers, don't come yeah. back. You know what I mean? It, it's very, it's pretty rare, but it does happen. Um, so. So they're not they're not without serious risk, but like I don't know, it just seems like there is some sort of like what I found about drugs uh, and with with acid and mushrooms specifically, like you take Molly, mm-hmm. Molly is a completely masturbatory experience. It's only good. It can't it can't be bad. You know what I mean? Like it's just happy love. Whatever, but it's it's happy right love, amount. but yeah. it is it is manufactured and feels manufactured. Whereas when you experience those things on LSD or psilocybin, it feels more potent and more real because it's also contrasted with having to confront things that aren't good. Uh, in that's my fair. experience as well. I, so that that's one of the reasons I enjoy mixing them. Well, candy flipping is fun. I, I mean, you can't get around. I mean, that's just the most fucking. However, the worst trip I've ever had on psychedelics was from a candy flip. Really. Because the the thing about Molly, so what you're saying is true, is if you do enough of it, 
though the the happy juice runs out, right? And that speed of thoughts and manufactured emotions starts to run the gamut, and then okay. it takes on an anxiety. Okay. And so the prop, all a bad trip is, is just having a panic attack while tripping. While tripping, that's literally all it is. Right. It's just you can't get out of the thought loop, and you're unable to distinguish real from panic. So, I, I mean, I was, I remember sitting on the beach in San Diego, looking at the waves, and I was on like four points of Molly, and like three hundred mics of acid, and watching the waves and the foam of the waves was doing like TV static colors, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa! And then it clicked, like, oh, that's my brain melting, <laughs> and that started just a cascade of terrible thoughts, and I could not get out of them, and it was just. Rapid fire, I'm going insane. I'll never be sane again. This is what my brain is like now. I have mental illness, and it's been unleashed by these Knowing all of the things that are dangerous about the drugs, now I am seeing them all come to fruition, and it was just a nightmare. And then I took half a Xanax and was fine. Uh, the first minutes later. The first time I took acid, I had to poop really bad, but I didn't want to because I was afraid I, I would shit my brain out. <laughs> <laughs> Then the second time, I actually did shit on my couch after getting off out of the shower. That's, that's pretty good. I get a new couch. That wasn't one that we could just clean, you know? <laughs> my wife was like, no, well, we have- we're buying a new couch. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe I live with you. <laughs> you <laughs> shit on the couch. Yeah, you shit on the couch. That's crazy behavior. You're 30 years old. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is recent. Yeah, this is like a year ago. This is like two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I did acid, I was 15, and uh, I took uh, this guy named Scarecrow, sold it to my friends yeah. <laughs> on uh, sweet tarts. And you could see, like, the kind of wet part on the sweet tart, and so you sit it in your mouth and suck on it. So we all start tripping. Our buddy puts on Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which to this day is still, like, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. But we watch it, and then I grabbed a box of, uh, it was the Captain Crunch version of Reese's Puffs. It was peanut butter chocolate. Okay. And I was just eating it. I, was just, I oh, hate Reese's by Puffs. The You're crazy. Okay. I was eating it by the handful. We'll talk about it. And that. I remember watching cartoons and just having a great time. We listened to a bunch, the MC White song, or Lil White song, I'm on Acid. Like, we had listened to Taylor by Jack Johnson, which mm-hmm. still gives me, like, my hair on my arms yeah, yeah. from it. Yeah, But it, unbelievable experience. And then I remember, like, towards the end of the trip, we're all walking around, and we kept hearing, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? And there were so many pieces of cereal on the ground. There's no way any of it made it to my mouth. Like, I was definitely <laughs> just going. That's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're all just yeah. stepping on cereal yeah. all over the house. Yeah. But it, it was a, like, transformative experience. And yeah. it was so young, it was like, whoa, yeah. your brain can do that? Yeah. Damn. All this other shit sucks. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm wondering how much I want to say about this, but... You know, specifically stuff with my upbringing, like, nah, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Dan, what drugs do you like? What, just protein powder or what? Weed. Uh, <laughs> just doing lines away, dude? Much stuff other than marijuana every night. That's fair. Every night? Every night? Yeah. Indica? It doesn't matter. Smoke or eat? Both. Both? Yeah. What do you prefer? Edibles. I prefer yeah. edibles as well, yeah. yeah. How many milligrams do you take? A night? When when you're if you're trying to have fun, how many would you take? Like forty. Forty, okay. Yeah. Darian. Uh, for fun. Yeah. Um, probably three hundred plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy answer, right? It's fucking amazing. No, Giorgio's like that too. Yeah. It's there's so many people I meet that their tolerance is unbelievable. No, my tolerance isn't great. 
300, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't sleep. It's a, it's a full-blown panic attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen you a couple times. Oh, yeah. I've been not okay. Yeah. 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 You recently. Yeah. But I'm pretty good at keeping it together, though, even though it's all falling apart. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, 100%. You called me the day after recently. You accidentally did. I had a situation where I, I did, I couldn't, and I couldn't believe I did. I thought I was beyond this type of mistake uh, <laughs> as a drug user, but I did that classic thing of, uh, so I, 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 uh, my, my, the guy I get him from um, had a bunch of the 500 milligram bags that had melted together. So he showed me a bunch of those at a cheaper rate or whatever. So. <laughs> I thought I got home and I was like, I was home for a few hours and just hanging out. And I thought, I'm going to have a fun night tonight, right? I'm going to eat this whole fucking, this whole nug, this whole 500 milligram nug and just sit here. I don't have anything to do, right? So I eat the fucking thing and I go sit down on the couch. And within like three minutes, I'm like starting to feel really high. And I'm like, I know that was a lot, but I shouldn't be starting to three minutes. You know what I mean? And that's when I remembered I had already eaten 300 like an hour before, before that. So now I'm on 800 milligrams. It's like it's like Tuesday. Like my wife is like at work. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm just a complete degenerate. Just on. And I really freaked. I was really. Milligrams. I really. Did I call you? No, you wanted to. I was. I had thought about calling it. you because I was like there was. It was dicey for a second. I really thought. I really thought things were falling apart. Yeah. You know. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It ended up being fine. Yeah. Yeah. You would have called me, and I would have been like, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. I had a really, really bad trip mm-hmm. uh, two years ago mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic where I took a lot of acid, a lot of acid. Mm-hmm. All bad trips come from taking too much. Do you think so? You never have a bad trip when you just take a little. Do you agree? Uh, I don't think so. If, if you just take a gram of mushrooms, it's never going to be You can go also, acid's weird like that where you can take, like, a shitload and just have fun, and then be like, "All right, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'll take a tab, and just oh, that'll be easy. I took twelve last time. One should be fine. And then you can find yourself in a dicey situation just out of nowhere. I, for me, like a hundred, a hundred mics of acid, yeah. like a, just a tab, yeah, isn't well, enough. See, that's about two tabs. Put- Most tree tabs are about sixty to seventy. Oh, yeah. Well, have you had like a coming to God moment? Like all these people that go to Peru and do ayahuasca. I I had a bunch. I I had DMT cartridges for. Did it really change your life though, or did it only change your life for about forty eight hours? Um. So the last I had one, effects, I, have, I had one that changed my life. I'll, I'll talk about. It. Go yeah, ahead. Go the ahead. lasting effects of the DMT trip. So, uh, my friend got cartridges, and each cartridge you had about two hundred blast offs. Like so, there's the levels of DMT. Like you can kind of take it and feel fuzzy. Yeah, that's crazy so, to do DMT two hundred times. So, oh, I've done it. Didn't Shane Moss, like, lose his mind? Correct. So yeah. that's w- exactly. So right. I would go and I would blast off while waiting for an open mic to start. <laughs> like, I would go. I'd go that's and, so crazy. And I'd go and I'd sign up and I'd go out to my car and just be like. <laughs> <laughs> and then just come to 30 minutes later with realizations. But so the last, I haven't done it in, like, two years because the last time that I did it, um, I went through an entire cartridge in a night. And that's 200 hits. It, it 
or more. It's a it's the same size as a gram weed cartridge. It's just a gram cartridge of. Do you is it is it um is it like the to- like with uh, with LSD tolerance? Once you take it, you can't take more. What do you mean? Like so, if you take so if like let, let's say you took three tabs of acid, mm-hmm. right? Um, within like an hour or two, even if you took another five or six, all those receptors are already flooded. You can't take any more. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've wasted a lot of acid then, but uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. But with DMT, like when you when the effects are because the pen only lasts. I think it's NMT. I can't remember if it's NMT or five meo. But this specific pen is the one that is shorter. It's about twenty minutes. So you come down, and after you like blink it away, everything's normal again. So there was one night where every time I came down, I would just go back up, and I just kept doing that until the pen was empty, and. I kept feeling like I was on a spaceship with people and I was surrounded by them and I just felt like I was home. And every time that I came back to Earth, I was like, I need to go back home. And then I was like, ah, that's not good to feel. That's schizophrenic as shit to feel that way. And the next time I did it, I opened my eyes too early and I looked at like the horizon. It was like a week later, I was testing a cartridge for a friend because I wasn't going to do it. I was testing it and I hit it and I looked out at the LA skyline and it was all pixelated and I just had, like, the very deep, intrusive thought, like, I'll never know what's real again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I've had that one. And it was like, oh, shit. And I blinked it, and everything came into clear resolution. And it was like, this is all a simulation. And then what I was talking about earlier with the Hogan, like, I sat down and, like, journaled about all of that. And I figured out what I think happens when you die. So that's that's the lasting effects of DMT for me. All the DMT in your brain gets released, and you have one long dream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What? what happened? You have a long dream. DMT is just dream stuff. So you just right, right, right. But um, but yeah. DMT is more is more. Uh, I, that's the one I've not done yet. I've never I've never done DMT. Boy, howdy! Uh, and I don't know that I will. I think you should once. You have a thought on this? A lot of people that I talk to that do the DMT, they also graduate to ayahuasca yeah and then they turn into jaguars and yeah and shit themselves yeah, yeah. i don't want to do that at all yeah no, you don't want to poop yourself or vomit on yourself no i don't okay. have you done ayahuasca no you haven't and you won't it's not it doesn't really interest me yeah i've done all of the tripping that i could there there is no possible way that there is a trip that is more intense than blasting off on a dmt pen right i don't need that for a prolonged time and also out of both ends so Nightmare. on the one, so I've had one really bad trip, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting calling it a bad trip because it's the one that I think is most important and has had the la- the most lasting effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I took, uh, all right, I'm just going to tell you what I did. I took 12 tabs mm-hmm. and then I ate a 500 milligram bag of edibles mm-hmm. and it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you are kidding me. Yeah. Man, I don't know how much I want to talk about this and get in trouble, but... Um, Who's going to see it? Yeah, that's true. So I grew up in... Mm. Right? And LSD is the one thing you cannot do and come back. Right? So I got out when I was in my early 20s. And really, the first time I took LSD was out of rebellion. It was out of... Uh, it wasn't an, really an interest in self-exploration at all. And in fact, I had really been done with self-exploration because my whole life leading up to that had been only doing that. That's what the is, right? It's all an internal search, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had no interest in, in going inside 
and I wanted to make sure that I never went back. So then I was like, let's do this, right? So that's that's doing acid the first time. So then when I do the 12 tabs and the fucking 500 milligram edible, that's when I realized, and I thought in my head I was over my entire childhood and upbringing, and that's when everything came back, and I was really shown yeah. how deep-rooted those beliefs are still, even though I know now, are bullshit, what I, it's still probably what I really believe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and it was weird. It was also very embar- It was kind of embarrassing because it happened. Trey was with me and another comedian named Keith Orlowski, who you don't know, but it's a very funny guy. Um, it was with Trey and Keith, and it was kind of an embarrassing thing because all this stuff just sort of started coming out, and I started telling them. And this is all stuff that n- no one had known about me or they didn't certainly didn't know. Yeah. Um, so all that sort of started coming out, and my I, I don't there's some parts of it I don't want to say but uh certain parts of it are for me so that's fine yeah. you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. but anyways it just showed me how much that was still affecting me and that it was okay to acknowledge that it was affecting me and that I shouldn't just ignore it and I mm-hmm. shouldn't just try and push it out and I actually should confront it and bring it in as a part of my life you know what I mean um uh, and then, and, and that's all stuff on the way up. Eventually we got to a point where I was, I mean, I was so high that I don't even think thoughts like that really Exist. existed. Yeah. It was just sort everything was just sort of fractal. Everything was fractal. I don't even know how to explain mm-hmm. everything was, it, everything was fractal. Mm-hmm. No, but I get it. I might get stuck in the sentence if we start saying it enough. Everything's fractal. <laughs> everything <laughs> is fractal. Uh, uh, and then everything was just sort of white, and then that's when they put on. And they didn't know. Also, I'm sort of I'm sort of telling the story. It may seem like everything was kind of cool and calm, and I was just on the couch. That was not what was happening. I was flipping out. I was yelling and screaming, and like almost like uh, uh, almost trying to fight people who weren't there. You know. Yeah. At one point, at one point, I was I was sitting on the couch when everything started to kind of be cool. I was on the way down. This was actually on the way down. Now that I'm thinking about it. So eventually went to a super, super high where everything's just sort of white. And uh, they put on uh, – and then I couldn't even talk anymore. And they were so relieved, right, yeah. that, that I was – they were so relieved that, I, like, oh, my God, he's just on the couch. Yeah. Just leave him there. You know what I mean? They put on fucking Midnight Gospel, Perfect. you know. And uh, there was an episode they started talking about God. And I think that's why I started thinking about God. It was, it was, they were being talked about on the TV. I don't think I arrived at that idea on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had sort of accepted, I sort of, uh, I think leading up to that, I had had this idea in my head that there's definitely no God. And then that sort of opened me up to the idea of maybe there's some sort of energy or force that a lot of people call that and you don't, you don't have to call it whatever, but just, there is something, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that was huge, huge for me on the way down though. I, we were sitting on the couch and I was, I was at this party, um, (laughs) and famous, famous comedians kept coming in like dead comedians kept coming in. And then I would sort of like all of a sudden realize somebody was there and it was like they were playing a joke on me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like somebody would show up and I'm like, fucking, oh shit, you're here. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and then Robin I, Williams? This is hard. This is hard to explain. But then I started to see my favorite attributes of certain comedians within my friends. So I'd look at Trey and see certain parts of Trey that were very similar to other comedians that I love. Robbie body. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. Son of a bitch. 
fucking comedians, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I realized, I, I think, I think in my head, I thought like, I think, I think all that energy comes from one, from one thing. And that's why you can see it in, in multiple people, mm -hmm. you know, and it can be brought out by multiple people. It's because all in the end, it, it is one, it is one energy or one force or whatever that's driving all of our experiences, you know? Um, but yeah, and then it also just helped me let go of like, it's okay that you're out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You're not gonna, you're not a piece of shit. You're not gonna die. Yeah. You know, they feed you a lot of weird. Yeah, I've seen know. some videos on Reddit. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it really helped me get through that. Good. You know? um, Which I think is another reason that people don't want it. Uh, like, especially like. Yeah, because it breaks your, it break. it's not, it's, it's not, uh, you can't be authoritarian if everybody's on acid. It, mm -hmm. it breaks that. It does. It, it make it makes people break out of that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Have you ever watched the soldiers that they gave it to? Yeah, like exactly. I think about that all the time. Just like they just can't follow orders anymore. Yeah, they're just like having. Yeah. they turn into like kids playing soldiers. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, because that's that's how we should all be. Anyways, if we deprogrammed all of the the conflict that creates <laughs> division to distract from the wealth going to a small group like man it'd be i i don't actually want to put acid in the water but i think other way around i think that everybody <laughs> should in their lifetime try all of the yeah drugs. this is mine yeah i think i think everybody should try all of the drugs uh not heroin yeah or meth you know really what do you mean. think the line is why is that why is why is that i mean what's the distinction we put we put ideas that these are different but they're just inert compounds well, Why is but there a the inert compounds have different effects. All right, that's that is what it is. I yeah. mean, like ketamine, you should try, but like I don't think you should abuse any of them. But like, if you're going to abuse something, something you like, like ketamine? mushrooms or acid, you can't. That's what I like about mushrooms and acid too. You can't abuse them. You can't because, uh, or it's very difficult to, I should say, because they're they're not addictive in that way. That uh, one, they're not all hyper. Uh, uh, good feelings, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but also, if you like, if you take a bunch of acid, and if you try and take acid the next day, it will not work because you don't have those receptors anymore. You have to regrow that specific. What is it? Five ATP one or whatever that specific receptor. You have to wait two weeks for it to grow back before you can take the drug again. So it's well, I've taken acid in shorter periods of time than that and tripped. Not necessarily. You don't have to wait for full effect. Two weeks is is what they say. Yeah. You can go two or three days and then take acid again and, and and still have a pretty good trip. But but it's not like coke where you can just keep taking coke and keep being that high. And heroin. Yeah, I've never done heroin, so I don't. I I have only had experience with opiates um, from like medical stuff. Yeah. So I I don't like them. What what do we add on time? Oh shit! Okay, well we got high and talked a lot, or we got. Delta you want to wrap a. it up? Yeah, yeah we yeah. should wrap right, it up. Cool. Um, what, this is going to come out tomorrow. Uh, what can we plug for you? What do you got coming up? Awesome! Uh, I run a. Sh it doesn't matter. Uh, I, maybe I, not tomorrow. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it'll come uh, out. Soon. I run a show every week uh, here in Austin called Austin Out Loud at the Green Jay. It's a great show. I run it with Mikey Biggs. He's a comedian that uh, I work with. Mikey rules. Uh, he's uh, so funny. Uh, we run that every week. Come by and see us. It's a great show. And then you can check me out on Instagram at uh, Darian Irwin. Uh, comedy on Instagram, and then uh, I'll be here with you every week. So uh, it'll be great. Right, awesome. Man. Well, thanks for stopping by, and uh, as always, get highly social. <laughs>